<laughs> We're doing villains now, I'm Dracula. Hi, and welcome to Pass the Golden Popcorn, an MTV Movie Awards podcast where we look at the many different films nominated for MTV Movie Awards and that's many different categories and try and figure out who really should have won. I'm Kenny Sage, a foremost movie expert. And I'm Ben Gregg, a foremost villainy expert. And joining us, our first third-time guest, before many of our guests have even had our second appearances, is everyone's favorite popcorn expert, Ethan Brundeen. Ethan, how are you? You can't keep me away, baby. I love this podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited. Villains. Yeah. What and an I love idea. having you on. Fan favorite guest, I assume. <laughs> Well, I'm a fan, and I like me, so that's good. Hey. There we go. That's at least one. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that makes it legally correct. So, even new category. So, of course, I have to a- ask you: What has your experience been with villainy or evil in movies or otherwise? Just, uh, I love a good bad guy in a movie. I think it really makes the film better. Um, I love. Uh, dinosaurs, and I love. Um, let's see what what other ones are we talking about today? I love weird little kids, <laughs> and I love um, John Malkovich. <laughs> just in general, uh, I love I love villains, but I especially love. Almost all of these villains that we're going to talk about today. Uh, villains are great. Yeah. They make a movie better. <laughs> Definitely a very um, almost every villain week. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kenny and I were talking uh, a few weeks ago when you guys had just started doing this uh, series. And he was like, this new season. And he said, you know, all the villain movies have been good so far. There hasn't been a single dud. And I was like, well, just, just you wait. Just, yeah, he, I, I got a guaranteed bad one coming up for you. Yeah, he's like, "There's one you're definitely gonna hate," and then I'm like, "Hmm." Then I wa- then I watched it, and I'm like, "Hey, okay, yep, 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 yep." <laughs> Just <laughs> you thought, ah, Jurassic Park couldn't be that bad. I thought it'd be <laughs> safe till this closure. Though, having recently watched this closure, it takes a turn that. It's a bad movie, but it takes a turn that's so insane, I almost liked it. Where I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad we got, like, uh, we got, I'm glad that I got, like, a little, like, palate cleanser for the kind of movie that Disclosure is with, uh, with one of our movies on this list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not prepared for what Disclosure, what happens in the last half hour of Disclosure, Ben. It's... <laughs> Oh, I cannot wait. I'm not going to tell you what happens, but it's so crazy. It's <laughs> is it is it, a, is it wild things level of uh of unexpectedness? Yeah, I would I would say so. Apparently, it's like set up earlier in the film. Uh, I won't say much. But let's just say the thing about disclosure is like Jurassic Park. It was written by Michael Crichton. Um, let's go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> love yeah, that guy uh, yeah no this was a really good week um this also um dawns the first week uh i think that i'm starting my forte into watching all of the movies or all of the tv shows that are going to be nominees later on um oh so you're I mean, getting like, ready already 
Yeah, well, he's watching uh, hundreds of episodes of The Walking Dead. Yeah, Why? The Walking Dead is one of them. I, I, because I, I like to be thorough. I feel like he um, just has to watch the first <laughs> Nagon season. I think, but like, it's listen. I, I want to learn more about The Walking Dead. I hear it's like a show that starts out really strong, and then I hear season two is like really bad. And then I, it's a mystery from then on. But it, it like it kept going, so there must be something there. Um, like I don't, I, I, I am very interested. And then also like a bunch of other TV shows. Um, I'm gonna finally fill in my knowledge gaps in Stranger Things. I'm starting to watch Legion too. Um, just a bunch. I made a big Excel spreadsheet, um, and I think I think I've watched the first episode of almost all of them. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that that's good. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he's using my Crave account that's like Canadian HBO Max slash a few thing Showtime slash sell a couple Hulu hanger on to watch The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't man. Man, TV shows just be having the longest first episode nowadays. Yeah, um, yeah. It's yeah. like hour and a half long, and like this could have been two episodes. This could have been three episodes sometimes. <laughs> but I guess I guess they're just they're trying to get you hooked. But uh, oh boy, is it uh, is it is it uh, it's not a slog, but it definitely is daunting. It's a daunting task ahead of me. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Ben, Eve and I talked about this a bit earlier today, but they announced kind of the return date for Stranger Things Season 4, which, among other things, it, well, it's they're releasing it in two batches, because although it is nine episodes long, they are saying it's going to be double the length of the previous season, which was eight episodes long. <laughs> and it's supersized, and the episodes were already, like, 50 minutes-ish to start with, so... I'm like, oh, it's literally just going to be, like, a bunch of movie-length episodes. <laughs> yeah, I made the yeah. <laughs> I made the mistake of following a... I just watched something that had Winona Ryder in it, and I followed a Winona Ryder stan account on Twitter yesterday, thinking, oh, well, they'll post stuff about, like, maybe some movie she's in that I haven't seen or something like that. And then the very next day, Stranger Things like is back in the zeitgeist for the first time in a long time and now it's just nothing but their likes and all of this stranger things content being recommended to me and i simply couldn't care less i i really boffed it big time <laughs> yeah oh man i don't know how to feel about that because um, like another show that i've started watching um and this is like not on my lists and like is i started watching like death note that anime that uh, based off that movie everybody really likes. At least that's how I think it goes. Um, <laughs> and like, oh my gosh, oh, 22 minute episodes. I am so glad to be back. Um, not only is it 22 minutes, but it's 22 minutes of like, oh, I'm getting so much world building and information so effectively told. And it's just been really fun so far. I've only seen the first episode, but I'm excited for what it holds. 
I read a lot of the manga of Death Note, and then the moment it started becoming popular in my high school, I was like, nope. And then I, like, backed up. <laughs> just... <laughs> no, I, I think I told you, Kenny. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but like, the only reason I'm doing it is because I really want to watch the or listen to the Death Note musical, but I don't want to spoil myself. Yeah, no, this was our DMs. Because um... <laughs> <laughs> there's one really good song I heard a clip of on TikTok, and I listened to the whole song. It's really good. Um, and I, I was like shocked. So I'm, I'm going to watch all of the anime and then the musical and maybe the movie, if I can get around to it. Great. Well, should probably get in into it. Um, the 1994 MTV movie awards, as we remember, were hosted by Will Smith and, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah the Fresh Prince himself. Um, I'm sure that show was going on at the time. It's. They, yeah, performers included Bon Jovi, Nate Dogg and Warren G, Tony Braxton, and John Mellencamp. Um, Very good. Yeah. Oh, wow. And the supergroup Backbeat with Mike Mills of R.E.M., Dave Roll of Nirvana, Nirvana, Dave Perner of Soul, Soul Asylum, Thurston Moore of Sonic Youth, Don Fleming of Gumball, and Greg Dahl of Afghan Wigs. I don't know why this wow. is all in the first paragraph of the Wikipedia page, but it's... <laughs> I have, uh, I've never heard of that supergroup in my life. Good, That sounds like a, a great show. And character actor Toby Huss did a medley of movie songs that year. Yeah, and also uh, the winner was is Menace to Society. Oh, okay. Is this... Is this supposed to be like a sequel to something? No. Or is it just the no, name? Okay. that's just the name that, of the movie. That yeah. makes so much more sense. I was looking at it, I was like, I've never heard this before. You're at like, where's Menace One Society? <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I was exactly thinking that. Um, yeah, I've, oh man, I feel like maybe I've heard, maybe I've heard, I've definitely, I feel like I must have heard about this movie, just maybe not known it by name, because it's all looking very familiar. Well, we talked about it when I came on Best Kiss, I'm like, Menace to Society, what's that? <laughs> Never seen it, unfortunately. Yeah, and yeah. The only, good. yeah, the only uh, I think um, crossover between best villain and best movie is Jurassic Park. Great. Um, yeah, yeah. This is the year where Free Willy gets nominated for best kiss. Um, okay. Wow, what a what a journey <laughs> you guys went on, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Richard Roundtree got the Lifetime Achievement Award for Shaft, the first real one, I think. That's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's best... I just, that's just funny to me because, like, MTV very much not a thing whenever Richard Roundtree was in his heyday. You know, like I guess I would have thought it would have been like we're giving it to Madonna or something. I don't know, but that makes sense. I mean, yeah. very well deserved, obviously, an icon, but. That's just funny to me. And best new filmmaker went to Stephen Zylian, who wrote Schindler's List and yeah, he, he also he would also go on to write uh, Gangs in New York. Uh, yeah, no, he doesn't. He hasn't directed a, many. He wrote movies. Moneyball and The Irishman. What too. a great new filmmaker! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no directors who had debut films in 1993. Not a single one. <laughs> 
She said to give it to the writer of the best picture that year. That he, was had a, by he had a Steven directorial Spielberg. debut searching for Bobby Fischer. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but, good for uh, him. <laughs> maybe it's a good movie. Yeah, it could be. Who knows? I've not seen it. Yeah, with that, I think we can get into our best villain nominations because everything else is in there. So, for best villain of 1994, the nominees were Macaulay Culkin, The Good Son, John Malkovich, In the Line of Fire, Wesley Snipes, Demolition Man, T-Rex, Jurassic Park, (laughs) and the winner, Alicia Silverstone in The Crush. Wait, excuse me? That one? That was the winner? Wait, John Malkovich, like, from being John Malkovich? Yes. I I knew I knew him from somewhere. I never read the name. I try not to read the names of of anything so I don't spoil myself, because I feel like there's going to be twists for me in the future. Um, But, like, I was like, I know this guy. What do I know him from? <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, the only other movie I've seen him in, probably, is like, oh, yeah. he's in the title. The movie where I see him a thousand times in yeah. one film. The movie, yeah, the movie about being him, yeah. You didn't, you didn't watch Netflix's popular comedy Space Force, where he's like, like second lead? Oh, I can't believe oh. that Alicia Silverstone won. That is insane to me. Okay, okay. Yeah. Did you not know who the winner was? Just (laughs) no, I didn't. I didn't look it up. I just assumed it was like the T Rex or something. Jack did the same thing, except keeps it surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ben didn't look up the name of the guy who was nominated. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to to me. He's he's Mitch Leary. You know, right? Of course. Yeah. I like how we didn't go. Oh, the Bean John Malkovich guy. He had to check to make sure there wasn't a second John Malkovich. (laughs) (laughs) I I had to be sure. I don't know. Johnny Depp is John Malkovich in Bean John Malkovich. You're a real oh. gift. I I, I, oh. I really appreciate Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, um, the crush, like you know. So what? this was Alicia Silverstone's film debut. Um, yes, oh, I, yeah. I was baffled to learn this. Or, yeah, is this she, where we're starting? Are we starting with the crush? Yeah, we start with the yeah we start with the winner. This okay. Yeah. Everyone forgot the format of our podcast <laughs> when we switched to a new season. This came up last <laughs> week too, um, including me. <laughs> um, yeah. She also won breakthrough perf- performance. Take that, Ray Fines and Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. All right, the crush. Listen, the crush. I wanted this, to like this. Like it's before going into yeah. this. Uh, when I agree, when I picked this year, because I initially thought that I had picked a different year, apparently, and then uh, wanted to switch to this one. Um, I had seen two films that were nominated for best villain this year. I'd seen uh, Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park, and I had seen The Crush. Uh, don't know the man who directed this his name uh maybe for the best that alan shapiro uh there you go one of our worst auteurs i think <laughs> um so i had seen the crush before and uh which is why one of the reasons why i wanted to come on this uh i was intrigued by um demolition man a lot and the good son a lot 
and I obviously love Jurassic Park, but then I, I knew I wanted to be here for discussion of this movie because uh, I wanted to hear Kenny uh, have a meltdown about it. But um, I had seen it before, but I remembered nothing about it because the last time I watched it um, was on Tubi.tv, the uh, people streaming service. And something I used to do is I used to get drunk watch a movie that i have picked on tubi and then watch whatever came on afterwards in the autoplay and do you have a guess what the crush autoplayed after on tubi hmm. is it uh disclosure it is not that's a great guess uh kenny do you have a guess um i carly <laughs> No, the film is the uh, Tom Green comedy Freddy Got Fingered. Uh, this <laughs> autoplayed after that. <laughs> so I was in, I was not fully uh, like aware of what was happening watching the movie. And I didn't, so I didn't retain any of it. Um, but it, so I had to rewatch this movie. I'm certainly on a watch list now that i have seen the crush twice um <laughs> I, both times on doobie they probably have an alarm that went off um but yeah i watched it again and i re- quickly realized oh maybe the reason why i didn't retain anything is because there's absolutely nothing happening here at all it's a horrible film um it's cl- obviously extremely gross and problematic for like the first half an hour and then after that it's yeah. just an absolute dud of just nothing really just oh i hated this movie so much i feel like yeah i feel like we sometimes we are often um you know truly burdened with the um with the movie being like problematic but like (laughs) really enjoyable so like it's a bit awkward this was a wonderful um case in that it's a like a problematic movie and it also kind of just sucks and isn't fun to watch (laughs) um so like and yeah and like i don't know if um because i think i think kenny either uh off mic or on mic talked a little bit about like there's a lot of controversy around this movie too because of the writer director yes um, uh the yeah. guy who made it apparently this is based on something that happened to him in his own life according to him of course um and the uh, the Alicia Silverstone character's name had to be changed in post after the film was released because he used the name of the girl that he knew and she sued yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, so this just reminds me of uh, to to connect a little cinematic par- parallel. Um, there is a a short um, YouTube animation that did like weirdly the same thing called Mike and Melissa. Um, where this guy made like his animation student film but like used his ex-girlfriend's real name um luckily the version on youtube cool. like censors it um but like the original it's not one, melissa which... yeah <laughs> no um, okay, i do implore everyone out there to go watch it um it is mike and melissa another thing you've tried to talk me into covering for a host choice episode of the podcast <laughs> i think he would be a gr- i think he's a great villain um or best on-screen duo for mike and melissa uh, but like Mike and Melissa, um, I think I've heard it. It's I've watched it and I've heard it described as this before I saw Garth Marenghi. But like it does really feel like the creator's kind of like Garth Marenghi, where like he's this he's not self aware of of the creation he's making. 
Um, and it's it's incredibly enjoyable. But I just I noticed that there's a little bit of a cinematic parallel between uh, the Crush and Mike and Melissa, and that they both um, name Doc's an ex girlfriend or something. Oh wow. Yeah, so I've pulled up on this is on IMDb trivia. I'm gonna like, so instead of something that's like reliably sourced, so but it seems accurate. But yeah, essentially, writer and director Alan Shapiro's inspiration behind the film was based on a real life experience in Los Angeles. Alan Shapiro became a lodger at a guest house following his departure from college, which and the house was owned by a married couple. Shapiro was trying to work on scripts for Hollywood, but was constantly distracted by their teenage daughter, Darian, who had a crush on him. Shapiro wanted nothing to do with Darian and rejected a sexual relationship with her because she was underage. One day, he came home from an errand only to find the words, Alan sucks cock, carved into his new car. When Alan spoke to Darian's parents about it, Darian denied vandalizing his car, and worse still, Darian's parents sided with their daughter, refusing to believe Alan. However, a school friend of Darian's came forward to Alan and privately told him that Darian did do it, but Darian's parents still refused to believe her friend. Because of this, Alan moved out and he never saw Darian again. Years later, Alan's wife reminded him of Darian and told him it would make a good story for a suspense thriller, and it became <laughs> The Crush. <laughs> so, that's so, as, that's as you can see, the most mild, the mildest version of this happened, and he's like, I know what would make a good movie. Let me work out the fantasies of what I wanted yeah. to actually happen. Yeah, what if, I, what if my self-insert character made out with a 14-year-old? I feel like that's what this story was missing the whole time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Also, oh, the dubbing, because once they had to switch the name Darian to Adrian... The dubbing was done by unknown actors because they couldn't afford to bring back the original ac- actors. So whenever they say Adrian, the voice is slightly different because it's just different people. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, I really like erotic thrillers. I think they're a very fun genre, especially like 90s erotic thrillers. Um, yeah. I think that they could be very fun and a great like bit of escapism like and pulp at the movies uh this is not good not a good entry in that um i there's a a very bizarre trend in the 90s of like what if we did erotic thrillers but like we just made them about children (laughs) like so i don't i don't care for it (laughs) at all um the decision to make her 14 is just the most despicable thing i can think of it's just so unnecessary and like you can make movies about you know young women exploring their sexuality that's a totally valid thing to make a movie about as long as you don't do it in a lewd way that is um you know like like taking advantage of these women and and their characters and stuff like that you know you can tell stories about you can explore stories like that i just don't think that uh number one i think that starting from a place of spite is a bad way to go about doing that <laughs> um, i don't think that this man was equipped to tell a nuanced story of any kind regarding this material uh it instead came out very rancid and horrible <laughs> that's that's my take on the crush <laughs> Yeah, I mean... So you loved it. Nope. nope. <laughs> Not a minute. 
Well, no, I'm someone uh, who, uh, like, I've worked with, like, at summer camps or a few groups since I've been about, like, 15. I know, like, both of, I mean, I know both of you have kind of worked at camp, camp so. Yep. I, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I know in my case, I'm familiar with the thing of, like, having, like, a, a, a younger girl at this camp act in a way where you're like, hmm, I think she has a crush on me. And, sure. yeah, it's. It's a situation where I'm like, yeah, I, I got the premise and maybe, like, it's a weird space to deal with and, you know, what could happen if it, it took it so, so far. But the fact that, like, one, this is kind of like a true story and, like, he, yeah. and if anything, all the story shows is his, like, complete inability to handle what's a pretty simple situation to just be distant and not go alone and say things like, oh, if you were 10 years older, just... Yeah, I will say a movie that does it very well is uh, a movie that came out the year before this, Poison Ivy, with uh, Drew Barrymore, that um, like kind of follows a semi-similar situation. Um, but that that movie is directed by Cat Shea, and I don't want to say that having a female director behind the camera uh, made it. Um, gave it the nuance that it needed but it is entirely likely that that is the case because that movie really like actually explores that person as a character and trying to find out like what trauma in her life is is causing her to act out and is a really interesting like look character study and and piece of feminism through the lens of like a seemingly erotic movie um really strong recommendation and then they made a bunch of sequels to poison ivy that uh i have not seen but my understanding is that they completely uh lose any of that nuance and just go completely trashy uh much like the crush and other movies that came after it so maybe that is what was the catalyst for this but um yeah the crush is just not not a good film in any way um Kurtwood Smith, I think, is all right in it. It's like the dad who's sure. Well, that's also partly just residual like affection for his that seventies show character, where I just kept waiting for him to threaten to put a foot up of yeah up like Carrie. I don't know how to say that last name. I've seen that Elvis, so yeah. Elvis yeah. is like ass. Um, also, Carrie Elvis very inconsistent incons- accent work in this movie. Uh-huh. Just, yeah. <laughs> what do you think of? Okay, so take the first half and, and, and disregard it. Um, how do you feel of Alicia Silverstone's work as a villain in the second half? I mean, it's, she. Oh, sorry, go on. Oh, no, you, you can start. I, th- oh, I think she's oh. good. She's Alicia Silverstone. She's often good. Like, it's. Yeah, um, I th- yeah, I think she's doing like the best she can in this <laughs> story. Um, it's definitely. This is definitely, this movie, like, by default, has suffered the most from I've seen this before-itis. Um, yeah. Given, like, we've seen, we've had a lot of villains so far that have just been like, I'm, oh, I'm crazy, and I'm going to ruin yeah, your life. if you've seen Fatal Attraction, you've seen it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, it's also just, like, the setup's really weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kill, the killing the girl or injuring the girl with bees was hysterical and awesome. Yeah, that's good. I do like um, that. That was great. <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, it's just like, it's, 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 whew. she starts at such a, a low area mm. of like how good this could possibly be. Her, 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 her ceiling is like, is scraping against the floor, really. Yeah. Um, 
but like yeah like kenny said like like she's she's always doing like a good job but like it's just it's not super fun to watch all the time because it's just kind of the b scene amazing but like yeah it's just kind of like it's just the premise is just like it's not super compelling at all which can which can only ever serve to hurt like the the driver of the like the premise i like i love alicia silverstone a big fan um obviously scooby-doo 2 monsters unleashed uh incredible performance from her um that should be nominated for best villain for the record but um spoiler alert i guess <laughs> but uh wow. alicia silverstone spoiler alert for a movie that wasn't nominated <laughs> <laughs> she i think she's kind of drowning in this uh she just and, and maybe it's i don't know I, she just feels so young um like she just kind of feels like a kid trying to play like a scary adult character um which it, it also makes the scenes where she's pl- like trying to play like sexy very uncomfortable obviously but um like the bits where where she's like trying to be intimidating i just don't buy it for whatever reason which i'm not sure what the deal is um i don't know i think i think that she's really she becomes a great actor later and this is obviously her first work and she's like when she like 16 in this movie like obviously a lot to just throw an entire film on the back of a 16 year old and i think she, she does was okay. 15 actually oh, one year older than the character gosh. she was playing gosh this is crazy yeah um uh, she's not my favorite villain of these five i'll just say that now <laughs> yeah yeah, Th- yeah. this does feel the first time where people are like wow we gotta vote for the teenager she's just like us like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if she's like, she's the worst on this list. Uh, this is list also has some like really strong contenders, but like, it's definitely just like hurt by the movie itself. It's like really hard to like div- divorce her performance from it. Yeah. Um, like it's, yeah, it's really tough. Um, the things she does, like the, the some some of the things she does are great. Um, like some of like the scheming stuff is like is like really really good um yeah. but it's just like it's just very like it's played out at this point you know like it's it's other than the bees <laughs> it's a lot of stuff we've seen before which that's not even true um because different category but you know the honor the 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 uh, what is it spiritually um <laughs> my girl he died by bees <laughs> Um, oh, that's true those should yeah. be nominated for best yeah. villain <laughs> also also spoilers for i guess the next movie we're going to talk about um macaulay culkin just can't seem to live through any of the movies that we watch um <laughs> they just love killing how do you ever make it home alone when he can't even make it through like a bee attack <laughs> exactly or, or, or falling a off cliff. a cliff <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah this movie is like it's yeah, I think I think I've I've said I've said what I what I've needed to say about it. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. What are we crediting for? Because I know Ben, you've been keeping track of how the villains are defeated in this movie. Um. Is it just yeah, de- 
defeated by him being willing to hit a girl or just <laughs> yeah i guess kind of i'm trying to remember like she wait did she die by the end or did she just go away no, no she, she goes like to, a... she goes to a hospital and then she falls in love with her doctor there it's... oh yeah, yeah she has like a, a moment right yeah She's so like, she so she, she i could do it yeah. again she lives through the end so like i, I guess just um defeated by like somebody twice her age obviously <laughs> I haven't yeah. looked at the list, but is American Psycho 2 All-American Girl a Best Villain nominee? Oh, uh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch that. It's like it's like this, but without the, the sex stuff. It's really it's very and – and Mila Kunis is playing an adult as well, so that's helpful. Um, but yeah, that is a very cheesy, very – bad frankly movie but uh if you like if you like the the b scene you'll like that movie a lot okay that's good to hear oh man i yeah i've I've been watching like clips of of the you know the original american psycho you know the uh you know not as good as the sequel obviously but (laughs) it's a very funny movie I remember a friend of mine in Benz was like reading American Psycho one summer at like camp. I'm like, how is it? And he's like, borderline unreadable. Just <laughs> it's like a lot of monologues that put you in his head, and he's like, it's just stream of consciousness stuff. And he's like, I can't focus on it here. Like it's, um, but yeah, I think yeah. that's all I have to say about the crush. Other than as an avid watcher of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it was like kind of fun seeing oh hey there's amber benson looking young mm-hmm. as it's yeah. another weird thing where carrie illis is like in trouble and then his ally is like another teenage girl just yep yep um, love that <laughs> yeah um, yeah oh man well this movie really did crush it um it being my enjoyment um <laughs> But every other movie on this list was rather enjoyable. We'll see about that. Oh, no. Ethan doesn't like The Good Son, which we're talking about <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, okay, you know what? I, I might be able, let, let me hear your reasoning, I guess, for, for thinking it should be maybe be called The Bad Son. I think just... Macaulay Culkin is giving a terrible performance in this film. <laughs> I found it so annoying to watch. Uh, in yeah, general, like we called Shane Ethan. Yeah, that kid sucks too. Uh, he's worse than Macaulay Culkin. You're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just ugh, I don't know. I don't know that Macaulay Culkin was actually a good actor. I'll be honest with you. I think uh, I've not seen the film yeah. My Girl. I uh, couldn't tell you if he sells the bee thing or not, um, but uh, he's, well, the, the bees really he's good carry in that scene, honestly. It's fair enough. <laughs> he works in Home Alone because Home Alone is, is suited to a kid that you, you really kind of don't like. Which <laughs> 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 wow, in theory, funny. this would be too, but he has to be likable for the movie to work, I think. <laughs> and he just is not at all. And he just, he's, his line deliveries, I just, I don't like him. I want to just not be watching him in yeah. the film i don't know <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> I'm a, i must just have like a really good like kid actor like filter because like of course he's doing bad 
but like I, <laughs> I, um, and like I don't know, I don't, I never found him likable at any point in the movie. Uh, there were like brief glimpses, um, I guess to sort of get get into like the movie itself. I like this movie, um, but I was very disappointed by it, if that makes sense. Because um, I thought that the villain was going to go in like a different, I thought it was going to go in a much different direction. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, yeah, because I thought they were going to go for more like a, like, oh, like he's like a little like messed up, but like, it's just because he's jealous and like, he's just, <laughs> but like, no, he's like actually like, he's, he's just he's, evil. He's <laughs> evil. He's just, he's actually just evil. And like a murderer. Um, yeah, I mean, I will say the scene where he causes a car exit, a car pileup is hysterical. Yeah, that, I thought that, that was so, so funny. Yeah, that is so funny. I wish <laughs> this yeah, is the def- third year in a row where one of the villains has killed a dog. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the it's the it's the one like surefire like I don't like name me a good person in a movie that kills a dog. Um, you can't say I am legend. You can't say I am legend at all. The, um, the kid in Old Yeller. The dad and where the red fern grows. <laughs> yeah, just any dog movie made before like nineteen seventy five. Yeah, but like, yeah, I wish they would have. They, yeah, because I feel like once I sort of tailored my expectation for like, okay, he's a goofy, like, insane villain. Um, yeah. It got a lot more enjoyable, but like, there definitely was like a moment at about like two thirds in where I was like, oh, like. They aren't going for like a oh he's like he's just like a troubled kid because like maybe there's like a lot of separation of attention because he's got a younger sister and like his his like his like other sibling died and like maybe he's just sad, um, but like no he's like <laughs> a murderer, <laughs> like you like cry yeah crossbows dogs for fun. Yeah, <laughs> the crossbow is a fun like weapon. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, if only he had that when those two burglars were trying to get into his house. Mm-hmm. So true. <laughs> Kenny, yeah. what did you think of the good son? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I enjoyed it. I'll I'll say if this movie was made today, they'd probably go less heavy on the oh he's just like an evil kid. But here I'm like oh, I was expecting him to be evil and like was was it I yeah. Elijah Wood, say, obviously the better of kind of the two young, like, guys coming on. Because, you know, of course he is. He's Elijah Wood. But I think Culkin's oh, good yeah. here playing, like, Home Alone. Playing where it's like, what if the Home Alone kid was, like, 15% more evil? It's just... Um, ben, did you catch that that was Elijah Wood in the film? I, I did. I had to look it up just to be sure. Because he, he definitely had Elijah Wood's, yeah. fa- Elijah Wood's face... Yeah, like, he definitely wow, does. Harry Potter <laughs> yeah. himself. Just... <laughs> no, it was. Oh, it was so. Um, yeah, it was weird because, like, uh, wait, it, it is Elijah Wood, right? Not, yeah. not yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. You, you can't mess with me like that because I'll believe you. I was doing um, that Bojack Horseman <laughs> bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Um, but yeah, because like it's so weird because Macaulay Culkin is like forever a child because that's the only mm-hmm. time he was like a famous actor, and like yeah. Elijah Wood is like forever a Hobbit because that's when he was the most famous actor. Yeah. So like it was so weird to see that to see like Macaulay Culkin as I know him and baby like Frodo, it was really weird to see. 
I will say, I think that if this movie wasn't about him being evil, like if it tried to give like, he's a troubled youth, his, his, his parents are alcoholics or whatever, you know, whatever 1993 reason they could have come up with for him being, you know, troubled, it would have been 10 times worse. <laughs> like if I had to deal with a scene of Macaulay Culkin <laughs> trying to act like, like he's, you know, going through something or whatever, I don't think that would work out at all. <laughs> I think that would be very, very misguided. It is fun that it's just like just wackadoo, you know, just just crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, no, hundred percent. Yeah, and how it like isolates quick. So initially it's like, oh yeah, he's with Elijah Wood, he's causing mischief. And then very soon it's like, yeah, I just want to kill my little sister. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just yeah it's so oh my gosh it's it is a it felt like a twist for me because i i feel like i was i was spending the whole movie holding out my hope um that like oh it was just an accident on the ice like he didn't actually mean that like he's gonna have his big Mm -hmm. moment where him and elijah hug and like Cause like they they had their like bonding at the beginning is like kind of cute where like he's just like he's just he's just kind of rambunctious like he's not killing dogs yet, um, he's just a little bit aggressive. Um, he almost kills but... a cat. I'm like man, don't kill a cat. You can kill a dog, but <laughs> exactly. But I think I think it is the moment at the car pileup where I'm like, Jesus, either like they're going for like something totally different or they're gonna have to do the biggest redemption ever because that was insane it was literally like 50 cars that got like that got like like uh, all run into each other real toy story 2 vibes on that scene just (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'll, i'll say i did find it interesting that the film does have it in the end where like obviously it's him and Elijah Wood. They like fall off the cl- the cliff, and his mom like actively, ultimately choosing to save Elijah Wood over like her own son. I thought like that's something I thought was like pretty effective as a thing. And then Elijah Wood going, yeah. I don't know if she'd make that choice again. Just that, oh yeah, that was the, that's the weirdest way to end the movie. I was I was I had to do like a double take. I was like, what do you ta- what do you mean? What is, what that is the stupidest thing you could have ended the movie on? Like it's, it's oh, like they, emotionally powerful. I, He's like yeah, yeah he you know, he loves his aunt, but he also knows like if he ever asks this question, she might go, oh I might just just save my son yeah it's just, it's a weird note to end the movie on i guess this is supposed to be like somewhat of a thriller um mm-hmm. like, i guess but, like it was just it was such a it's a, what a weird line of dialogue to end the movie on. uh <laughs> very weird movie i think yeah strange 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 movie i i enjoyed it i came around to it um yeah, like child acting is always going to be bad, <laughs> and yeah. I think I think I've just acclimated to it. I'll say I enjoyed this, but I realize a better version of this was done kind of a couple of years ago on an episode of the TV show Evil. Uh, Ethan, do you watch Evil? I know you're a CBS. I have, and I've seen that episode. That episode's very good. Yeah, where but basically Ben Evil's a show about like it's a group of people in. Yeah, essentially investigating like potential demonic possessions for the Catholic Church, and one of them's like a priest in training, and the other two are kind of skeptics. And there's a whole one where like they're they're like 
it's this family with this kid and he's been kind of acting erratic towards like sort of this new baby sister and at one point he and it escalates to a point where he literally like kind of leaves her in a pool and attempts to drown her and at the end the kids like kind of run away from home but they strongly imply that his parents straight up just had to kill him because he was too much of a, a threat and it's like this really unsettling note to like do, do a th thing on i just realized now i'm like oh yeah i like this film but that episode of evil is kind of like the better version of this in terms of the themes kind of um yes i agree um that kid is a bad kid and a good actor so there you go yeah 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 no i yeah, yeah. oh i don't think i have anything else about um i guess yeah i guess we can slow we can sort of go into i guess what, how do you think he stacked up as a villain like separate your feelings from the movie i guess i mean my feelings are yeah i think that yeah because the you character didn't... is good yeah i think that he is giving he's not giving a good performance but i think that the character is good so i guess it's the opposite of the crush where the character in that is terrible <laughs> and she's giving everything she's got whereas in this <laughs> character is good and he's i guess also giving everything he's got he just doesn't have very much he's doing everything <laughs> so, in yeah. his power yeah yeah. I am a sucker for the kind of like sociopath character who like basically is all all talk talk ever until the moment they're in like danger and they just switch to like please no I'm innocent please please yeah and then That's just good. switch back <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah the recent scream movie had a character do that's a really good effect where it's just switching back and forth between killer and no no I it's not me like it's yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. That's uh, that's all I have to say about the good son. All right, then I guess we can get into the line of fire. Whoa! Uh, Whoa! Watch out! <laughs> me and my me, and my, I went to BC recently, and me and my friend <laughs> rewatched every single episode of I Think You Should Leave. Um, <laughs> and there's like a there's like the skit with like the. The guy trying to pawn off his fedoras for like a baby shower, <laughs> and there's like a there's like a part where like it's black and white, and like one of the persons in the toupees is doing like finger guns, and he does it for way too long, <laughs> and it kills me every time. Oh my! I was on the floor. <laughs> oh, That's so good. Yeah, but yeah. Speaking of of uh, guns, there's a lot of guns in this yeah. movie. Guns. Guns. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, this movie this movie's really enjoyable. Uh, my one gripe is that like the romance is just so bad. Ah, terrible. It's terrible. terrible. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so it's unnecessary. It should all of that time should have been funneled into like his like best friend character who like is so like he's I feel like just there was something there. You know, I feel like you could have tapped into something really well there. Like their banter at the beginning is really good, um, where they defeat uh, Saw Jigsaw. Um, uh -huh. That's Coben really cool. Bell. Yeah, um, uh, star of hit movie um, Goodfellas for a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, cause like yeah. I I'm trying to think like it doesn't 
it's just it doesn't nothing that um the romance does that the bromance couldn't you know yeah, it's yeah. like, if I wanted to see Renee Russo in a romance, i just watch Lethal Weapon 3 again. <laughs> exactly. That's There's, what I want yeah. to do. There was also a Lethal Weapon 3 poster in Demo Man, too, so... All the connecting all the webs. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess... Um, I guess to incriminate myself and get this soundbite of me saying... Um, killing the president this movie is about killing the president um yeah and uh really good idea i think <laughs> oh god i think that the movie in the line of fire has a very good premise for a film where adding this to the list of episodes i'll have to delete if we ever got popular (laughs) just all of them Uh. the idea is that clint eastwood i I love that this was this movie came out 30 years ago and clint eastwood it's already about how clint eastwood's getting old and like as an old guy (laughs) well well, unforgiven was just the previous year which is also like an i'm getting too old for this like yeah but the idea is that he's so old that he was a uh, a Secret Service agent when Kennedy was shot. And now there's going to be another attack on the current president. So they need to bring back the guy who was, who was there the first time to see if he can. Because he's the best who ever did it, apparently, even yeah. though he uh, <laughs> Not failed a great track completely. Record, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, for one, think it's a bad thing to try to kill the president. <laughs> Wow. Hey, all right. See, we, we on this podcast we make sure to represent the minority opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, no, but the, yeah, this movie is like it's like a, it's a pretty good. Um, I don't know what you would call it, like political thriller. I don't know what its name would yeah. be, like yes. kind of action conspiracy movie. thriller. Yeah, and like um, uh, John Malkovich doing like a really good job as this villain. Like I feel like. Our first two, we sort of had like a mismatch of like good actor, bad character, and then bad actor, good character. I feel like we got like good actor, good character here. Mm-hmm. Um, I like he's he's super like methodical and menacing and like like scary in like a really real way. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have a new problem here, which is that John Malkovich is so good that anytime he's not on screen, I was like, what? Are, I, I'm bored. Go back to him. I don't care about <laughs> about Clint Eastwood just walking around Washington like D.C. Like, like the Kennedy assassination. Oh, I, I grew up in Texas. I got oh, enough of that. Yawn, yawn. <laughs> Kennedy got shot. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's definitely the um... episode title. Get over the Kennedy assassination of Fee from Brundine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that that is... It was a long time ago. We can't move on. I think that's fair. Uh, other things have happened since then. Yeah. Cut the umbilical cord, America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Um. John Malkovich, like, is stealing the show in this one. Um, he's so good. He's, yeah. Yeah, he, he's just... Um, he. I don't think... I don't know when he actually even shows up in the movie because he's just a voice for a little bit um just like like menacing um yeah half the time he's just on the phone which is awesome how much presence he can have just in a phone call it's really good 
Yeah, and like every like bit of his plan, we get to see sort of like little pieces of until it sort of all um, like sort of manifests in like the last sort of uh, big scene where he almost gets the president. Like his like really like his plastic gun that's like that's really scary. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he like hides bullets in like his keychain so we can get them through like metal security. Um, and like yeah, like him like taking the identity of like a very nice lady. He just kills. Uh, the scene where like, he goes to those two women's house and just <laughs> we watch him snap their necks is oh, so yeah. insane. Oh. That is, it's an incredible scene, but then I was like, when it ends that way, it's like, wow, that is crazy. Yeah, like, see, he, is, he, is the, he is the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're watching that, you're scratching your head like, those two ladies weren't the president. <laughs> <laughs> I think this guy may have lost the plot a little bit. Oh, so just because they were women, they can't be the president. They can't be two women in a president trench coat. Kenny, you really like this movie, right? Oh yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm all all in on in in the line of fire for stuff like it's. Yeah, I I'm a big fan of kind of the nine late nineties thrillers as, as we are this. This kind of action one, Wolfgang Peterson, who who directed this, like he he directs a couple of films we cover for best villain. We'll get to Air Force One in a couple of years, but it's but get off my plane. Spoilers, but yeah, another president film. He loves the president. Oh, this is good. The dad from Frasier is the head of Secret Service. Like it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, what, and, yeah, really good lineup of people in this one and yeah as as a kid who uh, oh man when i was like when i was in like middle school or whatever like definitely i went through a phase where just presidential assassinations were really fascinating to me it was like the advent of wikipedia and i'm like whoa and so i like, could find just pictures and stuff um especially for christmas Which one was your we, favorite which one was your favorite presidential assassination when you were a kid? I mean, look. Yeah. Like, John Malkovich's guy gets it right when he's like, Booth had, like, the theatricality. Like, he... Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys are both, uh... You guys are, um, both Canadian, right? Yes, yes. that's correct. Can you yeah. name the other president to be assassinated who wasn't, uh, Lincoln or Kennedy? I didn't uh, McKinley. Was, I did. Not That's right. That. See, you were obsessed. There you go. You know. <laughs> well, well, this was uh, one year for Christmas. My young, my sister got me a book that was like the history of presidential assassination attempts as told through Legos. Um, okay, <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> uh, Kennedy got killed by the magic brick. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, this is, this podcast is gonna end us end us up on like a list or something. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, it's yeah, you know, you're a kid, you're like starting to learn. You're like, oh wow, like crazy stuff happens in, in the world. Like it's it's around the same time where like you know I'm learning about like Kurt Cobain and very public right. like suicide stuff as well. Just I, again, again, like Wikipedia is new. It's like a early time where like. You can learn this stuff just by typing a name into a search box. Like it's, 
Ronald Reagan was shot and lived through it, and that was something that my AP U.S. history teacher thought was the coolest thing and would tell anyone all the time. Like he told yeah. that story like five times in the course of a semester. It's just like, and that and that we assassin went on to start a YouTube channel that I <laughs> yeah. try to get at least one friend of the podcast to like listen to as a bit. I'm like, you gotta watch it. He like plays songs. It's just... you could get him on the show. Reach out. God. Best villain 2013. That would get us on a list. That's how we wind up on a list. So in the line of fire, what do we think of this one? Um, Well, it's interesting because by happenstance, I watched this movie the same week I watched another movie. John Malkovich plays the villain in Portrait of a Lady. And yes, I think, if not watched yet. Yeah. What makes him, like, I think so effective there is he's not this big, tough, burly guy. He's he's like this real soft-spoken type, and he's, you know, he's not, like, built or anything. And it, it works as, like, he, can, he is able to convey so much, like, menace and cunning just for, like, his presence. It's... John Malkovich, an actor I tremendously love, um, really great performance in one of my favorite movies, Dangerous Liaisons. Um, very good. Was that covered on your show? Uh, no. no. Were the wow? Can't believe it. Can't believe it. I guess they're just. When did the MTV Movie Awards start? Nineteen ninety-two, or like I said, okay. the year would be nineteen ninety-one is when like the movies would have been able to be eligible. That makes yeah, sense. Dangerous Liaisons that, misses that, it by a couple years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Well, too bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, great, great, great actor. Uh, very idiosyncratic and just great. And this is like one of his all-time best performances, I think. Um, very good in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, Malkovich is good. Uh, Clint Eastwood also, I think, is... Re- yeah, really good good playing like I think there's a reason you can make so many movies of Clint Eastwood's getting too old for this which is like it's you know however good he may have been yeah. in like his heyday is like the young hotshot western guy he works well as like I'm the old man full of like regrets for like the stuff I was unable to do at the time or prevent mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. and I think it is an interesting concept to have like what would it have been like to have been like one of those people like in charge of protecting Kennedy who then has to like spend the rest of his career knowing like he failed like it's yeah yeah, yeah. He, he's good he's good in the movie yeah yeah and like no this movie is like it's it has so much like potential to be like really really good and like I guess spoilers um so I gotta find his name is it it's uh dylan mick uh Dem- or mick dermont that's dylan like mcdermott mcdermott dylan mcdermott yeah dermott all right yeah um not like to be he's... confused with dermott mulrooney Ro- <laughs> um yeah like uh like he plays like sort of like his like um his partner uh like much younger partner and like i guess yeah spoilers like he like dies um pretty close to the end and like mm-hmm. it just it doesn't have that oomph that i feel like it wanted to have yeah um, it's i agree a, it's a really good scene um like it is it is like it's oh it is wonderful it happens during like a scene where like 
he's sort of given like another chance to like sacrifice his own life for the president um and like he doesn't act quick enough and his friend ends up dying for it um but yeah this movie is just like like way too focused on like clint eastwood and renee russo having this like weird like kind of like um like passive aggressive relationship a little bit like kind of <laughs> like uh kind of like like sarcastic you know um like relationship between the two and like they have like a couple of cute scenes but it's just it's it takes away way more than it gives yeah yeah also the president's a real non-entity in this where it's that's true yeah and this is a funny throwback to a time where california was a key battleground state in the u.s elections I think that was my biggest thing the first time where they're like, we gotta win California. It's very important. It's like, <laughs> like, cause you know, obviously like Ben and I are like Canadian, but I follow enough American politics to know where I'm like, huh? I was hey, California is pretty locked up. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I was unaware that this used to be a key battleground. <laughs> a bit of a foregone conclusion uh, yeah. these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um all right does anyone have anything else incriminating they want to say in this segment <laughs> um oh man um i plead the fifth yeah i don't i really i feel like they have to exist but like the, that like that like plastic gun he has like what's the what's the defense measure for that <laughs> that's so scary as a concept like I know you, oh yeah I feel like you, yeah you can 3d print them now too so like yep mm-hmm. um yep no it's all very terrifying very there's scary. Uh, nothing you can yeah. really do <laughs> yeah I, I, was, I just like I got back from the airport like yesterday <laughs> uh, I mean I live in Texas so they don't even bother with make, with trying to hide them from you <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh yeah like that is oh man oh and he blew up like a couple of ducks with it too yeah <laughs> yeah oh man that's a that's a great scene too when the guys the mm. hunters like stumble across him and he's showing off the gun ah he's so good in this movie what a great that should be the end man. game of this Before podcast solving gun violence in america Just... <laughs> yeah he, he can do it <laughs> <laughs> i for one think that's bad Just... <laughs> uh listen if you listen, if you're American out there and you know you love your Second Amendment right, just think of it this way: if if you got rid of guns, there would be a hundred percent decrease in gun assassinations of the president. Um, <laughs> depending on which side of the aisle you fall on, that might be a good thing or a bad thing. But it's something to think about, you know. <laughs> Um, I was just kidding when I said incriminate yourself further. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. So with that I think we can move on to Demolition Man. Um What a saying, film. Yeah. So I rented this on YouTube and the thing with YouTube rentals is there's like there's a public comments from people who have also like, rented the film, <laughs> but so often they're not really used. And for this yeah. one, like, it had, like, a top thing where I looked in it, and they're all like, wow. It's like, they have no idea how right they got the future. Just, <laughs> like, 
It's also, yeah, this is the future the snowflakes want. Like, it's... Well... Oh, okay, yeah, they're talking about that. I, I thought they were talking more about, like, because, like, the whole, like, conglomeration that every place is a Pizza Hut. Like, that's... that. I feel like that was, like, pretty clever commentary. Oh! Like, yeah. Like, that was So, the cool. way... Wait, hang on. So Arnold Schwarzenegger the, being president? A joke yeah. the Simpsons movie later <laughs> stole? Um. The copy that you watched said that it was Pizza Hut. Wait, what did I say? No, it was Taco Bell. It was Taco Bell. The one that I watched was Taco Bell, but no, but they made different versions, if I remember correctly. I'm pretty sure that there are two different versions that exist. Wait, of this oh. movie? Where like it's one is Yes. That's, I think that that is the case. Um, fair. Pizza Hut and Taco yeah. Bell are both part of the Yum Food Corporation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. That's so yeah, because I because I feel like mine was definitely Pizza Hut. Wait, Kenny, was yours Taco Bell? Yeah, mine was Taco Bell. Um, and there mine was, was also Taco Bell. And there was nary a Pizza Hut in in. in, in how did you watch the movie? Uh, uh, somewhere. Two times. Okay. Yeah, got it. Yeah, okay. So in the United States, it was uh, it was Taco Bell, but in European markets, it was Pizza Hut. Oh, okay. They didn't want the Brits to go. What's <laughs> a taco? Oh, what's up? And this is a, a similar thing that happened in the film uh, Scooby Doo uh, Two. Monsters Unleashed. Um, uh, I'm going to spoil it again, I guess. Uh, there's multiple times in the movie where um, Shaggy references Burger King, but then whenever they released it on uh, on home video, they replaced it with KFC. So they sold the, the product placement twice to two different companies uh, to, to capitalize off Scooby-Doo as much as possible. Well, fun fact, boy. Wow, I can't believe Scooby Doo <laughs> sold out. <laughs> yep. Uh, to be fair, I feel like Shaggy and Scooby wouldn't care where they were where they were eating from. <laughs> I really did love both. Probably. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no, this demolition was, man. Yeah, this was a what a fun movie. Um, yeah. I feel like I feel like the. The worst part, and that's like in quotations, like worse, is probably Sylvester Stallone's performance. <laughs> um, I I have not seen a lot of Stallone flicks, so I don't know if this is just how he is, but like he's either ah. he, <laughs> he's either giving it his best and that's sad, or he's really like kind of phoning it in. But it still ends up kind of working. I still end up really yeah. liking this film. The whole, every time they like swear near like one of those stations, it, like printing out the thing, you can like always hear it in the background. Is a really good mm-hmm. bit that they like they super commit to, and I really love that. Yeah, um, yeah. All the future stuff is super goofy and fun. Um, yeah, the the villain. Oh, what what a what a fun fun villain. Like Wesley yeah, Snipes. Um, is this? I feel really this is bad. Our, is, our, is this our first, like, second, like, shower-upper? Yeah, this is the, this is the, yeah, this is the second, this is the first, it's the first time in Best Villain where someone has been nominated twice. Yeah. Yeah, so Wesley Snipes, nominated, of course, for New Jack City, gets nominated again here for his performance as Simon Phoenix. Yeah, and, like, yeah, what a fun, over-the-top 
like what is fight scenes are always like really like just like energetic and like they have a lot of oomph to them like they they're just like really like snappy and fun he's a super fun character um at least for the first little bit he's like he's dressed in like really like poppy colors which is awesome um they do eventually give him like a like a mad max shoulder pads and that's a little more lame but by that point like the movie's almost over so yeah yeah snipes and like sandra bullock are definitely doing a lot of the heavy lifting for this film um <laughs> Sylvester oh, Stallone yeah. oh, is an yeah. actor of a pretty limited range that I feel they make this right within that range so it works but like well, Snipes and Bullock they're like the juice here it's like um, I think um I think Snipes is incredible I think that this is maybe my favorite Sandra Bullock performance in her entire career I think she is absolutely incredible in this movie she's so wow. charming she's so, she's so in the pocket uh she like it's a it's a very steady performance because it could very easily get like old as the movie goes on. But she's seems so believable while also like just being funny. You know, it's a really Im- impressive, nimble bit of acting. I think um, she's really really good in this movie. And Wesley Snipes is so fun, uh, just yeah. absolutely having a blast on on set. Really um, like chewing the scenery owning the camera like wesley snipes one of our one of our best what a career that guy had just crazy i i love the whole bit at the museum i think that's my favorite sequence in the movie uh where he shows up to get the gun and then they crash down into the the like it's like a street scene or whatever of (laughs) the before times um just really fun stuff and yeah i do think that sylvester stallone is just uh he's doing his sylvester stallone thing you know he's got a very limited range i'm afraid um but uh that doesn't mean that he's bad in this because he doesn't necessarily need to be doing anything special (laughs) no he's 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 literally like his whole character is bring back the violence yeah. <laughs> yeah i'll say the the set the sex scene bit where like his reaction there was like what was that is like really good yeah that's a great se- sequence as well um yeah Sandra bullock really good if we could nominate best uh uh f- female cop in a film for mtv movie award <laughs> she would be the winner yeah. 1993 yeah every time she tries and uses like a like like just an aphorism or whatever and gets it yeah. wrong it's always really funny up till the you. end where like he just lets it go it's like yeah no that works that's good like it's <laughs> yeah no and i i also like i think the settings like also like really fun as well um yeah i also like the I think this is like another kind of feather in in Wesley uh, Snipes' cap of of this character, and that like there's like a somewhat twist villain that he just kills the second he becomes inconvenient to him, um, which is awesome. Yeah, the second he figures yeah. out how to yeah. kill him, yeah. it's, so yeah. If if you the audience member and never seen Demolition Man, basically the premise is uh, is Sylvester Stallone is this cop who has. Got the nickname Demolition Man for the amount of collateral damage he causes. And in 1996, uh, like 
three years after the movie came out, he ta yeah, he takes down this guy, Simon Phoenix, Wesley Snipes, who frames him for killing hostages that were we later learn were already killed. So both of them are kind of sentenced to lengthy terms in the city's brand new yeah, cryo penitentiary, which is a prison where the prisoners are all cryogenically frozen and exposed to subliminal rehabilitation techniques. But then in the future of 2032, where it's now it's now become after the the big one levels much of like the West Coast and Possibly everywhere else, because you don't hear about any other cities that aren't like San Angeles. Um, mm -hmm. But it's but it's become this apparently peaceful utopia. And but the guy who designed it tired of like Dennis Leary's Freedom Fighters, who we have not brought up, but they are like just crazy, <laughs> a wild bunch of people who just want to live by their own rules. Um, like tired of them. He he has secretly been been like training like this simon phoenix to be even deadlier and to know how to escape so he can like kill all his enemies for him which is a good premise and then yep. sylvester stallone is unfrozen to stop him but he has been getting rehab stuff so he also knows how to knit suddenly which is really funny bit <laughs> yeah i oh man i thought it i thought it was setting up an infinitely funnier bit where he just knew how to knit and that was like a hobby he had um that would be great yeah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> I, I would have enjoyed that a little bit more um but yeah no it kind of makes sense that like because i think they do like say that early on in the movie that like we're gonna be implanting you with with not violent hobbies <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'll say this might be the only time where a movie has ended on a can't we all get along bit that kind of works just because I was like maybe you should be more dirty and you should be more clean like, like, like the way he just sets up because they're like what are we going to do in our society now and he's like you can work together they're like hey we never thought of that <laughs> in terms of like him as a villain is Simon Phoenix. Uh, I think my favorite bar bit is that first time that the police show up when he's at like the, I don't know, like an ATM or whatever, like a computer on the street thing is like, it's like, I guess it's like a computer encyclopedia because he's trying to find a gun and all the cops show up and they're incredibly incompetent and, you know, really bad at their job. <laughs> they're like, um, are trying to defuse the situation. And then he's like toying with them, you know, and he somehow figures out how to make the graffiti wall shock the guy next to it and then uh just takes them all out he's he's great <laughs> he's he's very he's very fun in this movie the way he he has like complete control over every situation yeah also his delivery at the end when he's trying to unfreeze all of, like the world's worst criminals he's like jeffrey dahmer i love that guy <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. uh, there's another incriminating uh, soundbite yeah. for all of you. Um, <laughs> it was a quote. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. matter. We got you in 4K audio. <laughs> I'll put all. I'll, com I'll compile all of the incriminating ones and put them at the end of the podcast, so people can yeah. access them easier. Um, no, and uh, yeah, and I think um, this character like probably has the second coolest uh, death. Um, I think the first for me still has to be the 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 
pirate or no the the penguin um <laughs> funeral uh <laughs> from last week um uh but yeah like he gets like he gets frozen by like the little blue sphere that gets put in the goop um and then stallone like kicks his frozen head off yeah it's, it's great so, it's so good it's such a like oh i such good camp such good like just <laughs> like i love it like it's what a goofy what a goofy way to kill off your man antagonist like just what a yeah. what a mwah, like a, a perfect ending to that character <laughs> yeah i agree yeah it's a good thing too because like i wasn't sure exactly where he was going initially when he drops the liquid there like he hadn't realized it was like the fr- the freezing stuff but yeah it's a really it's a really cool bit like always in for a good like kicking off someone's frozen head it's like yeah maybe if john malkovich tried that he would have been successful (laughs) 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 oh yeah like um yeah i guess my one uh one little gripe i might have with this movie is that he is called the demolition man but there really only Mm -hmm. is like explosion at the beginning and end of the movie um it's just a lot of it's a lot of gunplay it was called the gun man um, I don't know. That probably wouldn't sell as well. Um, but yeah, like yeah. his his devil- an American gun. with a gun. What a novel concept. <laughs> 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 yeah, like I thought when I read the name Demolition Man, I thought we were gonna. I thought I was about to watch like a Die Hard esque movie um, that yeah. like took place on like a boat or something where like he's like reading a construction of set. Yeah, that ex- would be cool. Exactly. I was not expecting this. The future where everyone got soft. You know, I guess the. Yeah. The strong men created good times, you know, in that old that old cyclical <laughs> saying. Um, the bit where where Sandra Bullock's just like listing off all of the things, and it gets just like just increasingly ridiculous, is so good. Yeah, it's like all they the, can't like there's no like caffeine or whatever. Like there's nothing. Yeah, that and they like can all do. of the pop songs are like product jingles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's really really neat. Um, you know, uh, make sure to, um, make sure though to tweet at the podcast, uh, when this episode goes up, are you, um, hashtag team Taco Bell or hashtag, um, <laughs> uh, team Pizza Hut? Which version yeah. did you see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also apparently, um, among the number of people who have like small little roles in this film are Adam a- Adam Sandler is one of his favorite guys, Rob Snyder. It's yeah, like an uncredited is. appearance in as Officer oh, yeah. Irwin. I I I, yeah. I I thought I recognized that as Rob Snyder. I think oh, yeah. Schneider is also in the other um future Stallone movie, Judge Dredd, I believe. Uh I might be wrong. Let me let me double check that. Uh yeah. So, so it's yes, Jack he, Black as Wasteland yes. Scrap Number Two. Rob Schneider is is all over Judge Dredd. Like I guess they saw uh, this movie and they're like, we what what we need is to make this again, but make it not funny <laughs> and have jo- <laughs> more Rob Schneider. Yeah, you know, what? <laughs> that's I feel, what we want. I feel like this movie. You know, I feel like they didn't capitalize on what they could have. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then also Jesse Ventura is like one of the like cryocons. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect cast. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. 
And the warden from uh, Shawshank Redemption is the like chief of police. Um, what? I don't think it, anything ever happened to that guy. I think he just had two big movies in 1993 and then never <laughs> came back. Um, sorry if he's had some great career that I just don't know about and that was reductive. But yeah, yeah, those are the only things I can think of him being in. Oh, and actually, and this one is there, but. Uh, Bill Bill Cobbs, who's who plays like kind of the older police officer who knows Sylvester Stallone, and you're like, oh, they're gonna do something yeah. with this, and then he just kind of disappears, sort of. But like, Bill, but Bill Cobbs even was actually in New Jack City, and he's the person who kills Wesley Snipes at the end of that movie. Ultimately, oh, super neat. That's really nice. That's probably my favorite little little web. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Do we have anything else to say about Demolition Man? No. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just a fun movie. Great movie. And, yeah, go watch yeah. it. And as much as I'm sure, like, I I have no doubt that like if there's probably a bunch of like right wing like t- types who are like, oh yeah, this this film shows this is you know, no, this is what they want. They want censorship and all this. But like, if you can like get past a past like that or just. A, ignore that aspect of it it's just like a really fun movie like it's yeah it's it's yeah. I, it is definitely like when i when i think of like kind of like 90s slash 80s sort of action movies like this one i've always known it by name but not by anything else and like no it is it is super fun um and like there is like there is some like it's not great but like there's some like neat little commentary and like neat little things that they called about like modern day culture yeah, it it is like a film that also like it's kind of is what if Brave New World was like a dumber basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it is an influence to the point where Sandra Bullock's literally named Huxley. Like it's yeah. <laughs> but yeah, with that, then we can move on to the prequel to Jurassic World Dominion, Jurassic Park. Yeah, it seems thrilled with how I introduced that. Just, Thank yeah. you for that. Oh man, I feel like this is a um, this is another movie that very similar to the Matrix. Um, where now I'm I'm wondering like what happens in Jurassic Park two. Because uh, I've probably watched Jurassic Park 3 the most, because that was the only DVD we had um, of, like, any of the Jurassic Park movies. So I've probably seen that one, like, a billion times. Um, I've seen the first one, like, a couple, but, like, maybe I've only seen the second one once, because I, I can't for the life of me think of what happens in it. Um, I thought, like, the raptor stuff in this movie happens in 2, but it doesn't. No, so 2 is the introduction of the island that 3 set on, which is, it's their test island, where the dinosaurs run around without fences or protective measures, and they have gone there to, uh, they're retrieving someone, or they're, like, looking for something, but then there's also poachers, and it culminates with a T-Rex running through Los Angeles? That's... <laughs> I need to watch that one. I do not remember. No, you don't. <laughs> Jurassic has, Park. That's has, a good one. And Goldblum, on. and Goldblum's in two. Um, like a, he's kind of the... It's my, Sam Neill comes back for three, and I think Laurie Dern appears in three, maybe. And like, 
it, it's like they almost traded off for Goldblum. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do too. Like, it's... Why are we talking about Jurassic Park 2? <laughs> what? You, you, you're a big fan of Jurassic Park or something, Ethan? Just... That's a great film. What can I say to you right now? Other than it's a great movie. Yeah, I agree. One of the best, some would say. Like it's... I think that there is a possibility that there is only one good Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'll say, I don't, I don't even world. like hate any of the other ones. I just don't think that any of them are even remotely as good as this one. So like, what's the point? I saw Jurassic, I saw Jurassic World twice in theaters. I don't hate it. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But like, why would you watch it when you can watch, be watching this? <laughs> well, does, Fall, it and have... Fallen Kingdom, I also like think is yeah. really good. Well, but... does the original Jurassic Park have Mario in it? I don't think so. It doesn't. You're right. <laughs> um, or yeah, Jimmy so, Fallon. There you go. So Jurassic Park. Have either you ever read the book Jurassic Park? No, the Crichton novel. No, I've no. I also wait. Um, I also always forget that it's based off a book. Um, I also had to look up while watching this movie because I had like a had like a somewhat of like a eureka moment where I was like, wait a minute, do we do we can T Rexes actually not see you because of like movement or lack of movement? Because that seems like something that's insane, and there's no way we could know that. And yeah, like, the book just made that up. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, no basis for it at all. In fact, there's way more evidence that they probably had great eyesight. Um, <laughs> and that's just, I feel like that's just a piece of knowledge that I thought was true for so I feel like I didn't know that concretely until, like, yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where, like, the movie was like they started they they bought the rights and started making the movie before the book was even released like it was it, it's just like th this is a slam dunk idea like let's get let's get it going let's get steven spielberg on his days off from shooting <laughs> schindler's list to make uh jurassic park and then it just i mean just one of the biggest movies ever made it's insane it's and it, it it's just it's so good it's so good it's jurassic park guys yeah come on yeah yeah i i've read the book jurassic park i got it like in a thrift store once it's uh it's definitely not as exciting as the movie it's like a lot of like science talk in theory and all and also the the character of ian malcolm dies like he okay. dies in the book and i believe he was originally slated to die in the film but they like goldblum so much that they yeah. like basically just had it so he survives but then it's kind of just off off in the back in the distance for a while just palling around with Attenborough <laughs> also I for yeah I forgot that Richard Attenborough is like doing a Scottish accent in this or like a, yeah <laughs> and he is English I did look this up because I'm like yes he is yeah yeah but he's definitely putting something on where I'm like oh what how did I not pick up on this like <laughs> Ben, what do you think of the film Jurassic Park? Um, yeah, I think the last time I watched this, I fell asleep because it was um it was at camp, and um it was a pleasant experience because I sort of I sort of I felt myself dro like drifting off like as they entered Jurassic Park and then like waking up to like the credits, 
Um, oh my god! Yeah, but this time I watched it all the way through, um, and yeah, it's just it's just it's a it's a solid solid movie. Like it is just a yeah. It's like it's one of those movies where like not only was it like a super novel concept for the time, um, it's just still super fun to watch now. Um, yeah. I feel like the CGI like clearly doesn't hold up as well. It's a little better in like the darker scenes. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, like this, the scene where like they're actually out in the field, like it looks like a, like a PS2 game, um, which like, to be fair, that was the time. Like, I don't think you do any better, but what this, with that movie, what this movie loses with that, it makes up for by like, like building the actual like dinosaur animatronics because yeah. holy shit those look amazing um, they're incredible like yeah the, like the sick uh triceratops um like the t-rex in some shots um holy crap like just oh lord like this looks amazing like almost three decades later mm. um yeah, I mean, when you make something real, it's going to look real forever. Yeah, it's going to look like, like, amazing. Like, holy crap. I love this movie so much. Um, I think it is... It, it, it's so impressive how... I used this word before, but, like, it's so low-key. You know, like, it's it doesn't need to be... It doesn't need to prove itself to you. You know, it just is... It takes its time and is is, is just so confident and is making such a a wonderful world to live in that you're just like you just can't help but watch it and just be enamored by it you know it just is it's such a a, a tremendous vibe it's it's basically a hangout movie for half of the film it just is it it's so good it's so good and the dinosaurs are so cool dinosaurs are cool you know yeah i i love this film i'll say something that i think and it shows how like good this film is and as much as I think the sequels are varying stuff, like things that I like, even if it's just like di- dinosaurs or whatever. But the thing about about this uh, this movie, and because something I realized that time when Ben fell asleep at camp was actually like a counselor night off, so we ha- so we had some time back, and it was going to coincide with like basically the second hour of this film. So they're like, yeah. I guess if you want, you don't have to be there for supervision. It's just a movie. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm going to watch the second hour of Jurassic Park. And like, yeah. but, and that's what I realized. I'm like, it takes an hour for things to really go wrong in this yeah. movie. Like it's uh, up until that, like you see some dinosaurs before that. And the, obviously the opening sequence shows that, Hey, maybe this is kind of dangerous, but like, but it's like an hour before the like kind of, hack happens and the t t rex shows up and you and it is just riveting watching them kind of set up the world and you get yeah. like the characters in and i love how like, much time is spent on lo- like logistics like how is this gonna work how did you make it work and how do you expect it to operate and stuff like that it just it, yeah like just so many so much of the movies conversations which i think yeah. is awesome it's <laughs> such, I, yeah, yeah and like you probably more attributed to the book but it's like it's such a good idea for this it's like it's not yeah. just a dinosaur movie it's a dinosaur like theme park movie so there's just a lot of like great opportunity to like essentially exposition dump on you but like it doesn't feel like it um yeah like, and you also yeah get, mr dna and like the little video yeah, you, and you get to have yeah. you get to have like such like really interesting set design too because like you're not just making like oh, you're not yeah, making yeah, like yeah. jaws but with a dinosaur like you're made you made this whole theme park around it 
the production design is unbelievable. <laughs> it is so good. Uh, it just looks like such, like a real place that I want to go to. You know, it just is. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I remember as a kid, I really liked the colors of the cars. I wanted a toy so bad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, some would say that the real villain in this film is capitalism. Yeah. It is the drive of the of of greed that causes things to go wrong. I'll say, if you were to pick a villain from Jurassic Park, I do not think the Tyrannosaurus Rex would be kind of my go-to thing. Yeah. Like, I, it's like, not even the most villainous dinosaur. <laughs> I mean, he saves the day in the end. Yeah, like, yeah. The, yeah the raptors are like way more antagonistic. Um, yeah. I guess she saves the day. Sorry, all the dinosaurs are female. Yeah. But, Thank you. Except Thank for the you. ones that spontaneously turned male to make the Because eggs. of the frogs. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess... But yeah, but like Wayne or Wayne Knight. <laughs> Newman. Great villain. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> oh. Also, it it's really funny giving like the roles he's taken after this that Samuel L. Jackson is a scientist in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, um, fun bit of, of Ben trivia. Um, when I was a kid watching this movie, I did not at all understand like what his like plan was i thought he was trying to make i unironically i thought he was trying to like make like an upgraded version of like what i assumed was a whipped cream can um that's like what i thought his plan was entirely like i i don't know how old i was but not old enough to comprehend anything and like the way he like clips it in and out i thought i was like oh it's like an upgrade he's because i think like because i was like like, i had like video game brain i was like oh of course he's getting Mm -hmm. little chips to make his whipped cream can more powerful um, or something like that. What was he going to do with the can, Ben? <laughs> What's he going to do with it? I don't know. I thought it was just... Make, him, make a pancake. I think my brain... I think I think the reason I gave my brain at the time was like, oh, he'll be able to shoot infinite whipped cream. That makes sense. Like, of course. Cool, like, yeah. I've, Good all, plan. Yeah, all those little canisters he's grabbing are just filled with, like, condensed whipped cream. And once he gets all of them, he'll have a, a seemingly infinite supply. Um, rewatching the movie, that's not the plot, actually. Um, for those of you out there still confused. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's that's definitely what I thought of as a kid. Because like when you're a kid, these movies like they aren't they aren't like plot. They're just moments between dinosaurs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's my little Ben trivia about that movie. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but I'll say, as much as like when they're like, oh yeah, of course T-Rex is a villain, I will say, the T-Rex sequence is very intense. It's um, incredible, so. yeah. Yeah. Um, when I, There's a theater chain in San Antonio uh, called Santicos. It's a local theater chain. And for a long time, their um, like pre-show uh, like turn off your phones thing was people watching the 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 bit with the kids in the car where they have to turn their light off and like the kids are on the screen going turn the light off turn the light off and then in the audience there's like someone shining a light in the face and they clearly just got like real people to act like they're being annoyed by the movie theater by like in the movie theater so there's just like <clears throat> people like going way over the top with their I'm annoyed face by you shining this light in my face and like throwing popcorn and, and it just it, it's a very cozy memory for me of going to the movie so unnecessary 
<laughs> yeah, so it was elaborate. A, it's a lot. I'm sure that they. I don't know how they got the rights to use Jurassic Park. I have no idea. <laughs> if they maybe they didn't ask. I don't know. I assume, yeah, they might <laughs> but, just not have. I feel like I've been in like a lot of small towns where like Bugs Bunny is painted on the outside of your coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been one of those situations. Yeah, it's. It's funny, uh, Canada's big theater chain, Cineplex, for a couple years back, they kind of had a campaign, it was like a magic in the movie sort of pre-roll, where it's people just talking about all those, like, incredible moments in theaters, and one of them was definitely, it's like, and then, and then you look, and then you, you, you just hear the thump, thump as it walks up to the car in the water, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, uh, the Nicole, the Nicole Kidman AMC pre-roll that everyone loves, uh, she's watching two movies in that, in that pre-roll, which are Stars Born and Jurassic World. Those are, that's the magic of the movies for you, is, is she, how much she loves Jurassic World. It'll <laughs> transport you. See, in Canada, and seven Nicole Kidman, well, we have one that's just, it's a bunch of regular people in a theater and that one's well done and then we have a couple spots i don't think i've mentioned them on this podcast but dan Aykroyd sitting with with a thing of like his crystal skull vodka like in the shot and apparently canadian vip theaters make a cocktail with it but they don't call attention to it at all and it's him talking about like his movie moments and him like like memorable movie moments he's like I wanted to take this girl to, like, a romantic film, so I took her to Bonnie and Clyde, and it was our last date. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, this is such a downgrade from Nicole Kidman. Like... (laughs) That is good. I "I don't remember the way the crowd reacted when I saw the Blues Brothers. It's like... Talk of mention Ghostbusters <laughs> once. We know this is why you're here. Like it's <laughs> that, that's great. What a guy. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd one day will be best villain for Ghostbusters Afterlife, I think. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but the T-Rex that shows up and it's scary. I also I don't think like it always clicks where I'm like, oh wow, yeah, that lawyer who dies, it's like pretty heavily featured in the first hour of the film. Yeah, That's... yeah, they built it up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he does not get a as a brutal of a death though as the as the nanny uh, from Jurassic <laughs> Jurassic God. World for no yeah. reason. <laughs> God. Like, well, she was looking at her phone and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So she gets thrown up in the air and juggled by three pterodactyls before. (laughs) Yeah, it takes a lot to be like a death as humiliating as he got eaten on the toilet. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, no, like. Yeah, no, like classic film. I don't know. If, yeah, villain probably shouldn't have gone to like the T Rex. It's a good scene, but like no. the rap, the raptors are obviously like yeah. If you're gonna bag. pick like a dinosaur to be the bad guy, then yeah. those are even more villain. One hundred percent. Yeah, raptor in the kitchen, like just as iconic as like the T Rex attack. Yeah, just... and then like at the end of the day, like is he really the villain? He's the whole. The T Rex is the whole reason they get to escape. Like yeah. by de- by defeating the real villains, the the ra- the the raptors. Yeah, 
that's always such a good moment, too, where they're just surrounded, and then all of a sudden, like, he sweeps in, and, like, the music just kicks in and full, yeah. and... And then the, then the banner what? falls, um, as referenced in the new uh, Chip and Tail trailer, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I have not watched all the way through, only seen clips of. Um, You've only seen that part. I've only seen <laughs> that. Then you turned it off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh man, I'm excited for that uh, Chippendale movie. It looks good. Like it's... <laughs> I saw a pretty funny tweet about it where it's like, oh, what if we have a movie that uh, comments on like the 2D versus 3D animation thing, but it's actually all 3D and the 2D people are just 3D models, models cell shaded? Uh, yeah. There's like apparently some 2D yeah. animation in there, but like I, I get people going, yeah. well, the 2D's off. I'm like, it's, it's, but it's, it's, it's for me, I don't mind. It's, yeah, it's, it's also like, I assumed that that would like, I saw like a pretty good thread um, from like a person that I follow that's also like a, a, like a background artist on, I think, I think on like the, that new SpongeBob, like the Patrick Star show, and I think a couple SpongeBob episodes, and like also it was like a storyboarder for other stuff, and was like, yeah, like trying to manage like a movie with two like vastly different animation styles would be actual hell. <laughs> like <laughs> trying to get that like matched up would be insane. Yeah. So, Ethan, you have Paramount Plus. Have you ever seen the Patrick Star show? <laughs> I have not watched the Patrick Star show. <clears throat> no. Right, you um, save your app for the iCarly reboot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they're filming season two right now. It'll be back uh, in the fall. So, well, gives you time yeah. to catch up with season one. Yeah, I still have two episodes left. I've been saving them. Yeah, you know, for rainy day. <laughs> don't want to, don't want to run through all of iCarly twenty twenty one. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, how do we, I guess, how do we, uh, do we have any more notes, I guess, on Jurassic Park or any of the other movies that we covered? Jurassic Park's a great film. That's what I have to say. Yeah. yeah they should make a whole Jurassic World. Uh, it's so damn yeah. good. And then, and then. And then dominate it. Then have a whole, yeah, the Dominion. Dominion, yeah, I yeah. I forgot the name of the film. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll say this about Dominion in that as much as like I'm not sure if it'll be great, like I'm I'm sure like even looking at the trailer, there's moments where I'm like, oh yeah, this is cool and then moments where I'm like, Oh, we don't need to put in the the stuff that's clearly just sort of reference like the the first one. But also if you're making like a sequel, they they are finally pulling the trigger on essentially the one place that franchise had left to go, which was what if the dinosaurs did get just get off the island and now they're just here? Yeah, I am interested to see that stuff. That can be good, I guess. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Yeah, but even if it's bad, this will always exist. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, um, but how did these... Uh, these 1994 movies uh, stack up against each other. So remind me, are we doing? Like we do ranking uh, the movies, movies on their own first, first and okay. then villains. Yeah, yeah. Yes, got it. Got it. Um, okay, well, my number one is going to be Jurassic Park. Um, I think that, that is my favorite. Then it would be Demolition Man, uh, In the Line of Fire, The Good Son, The Crush. Oh, okay, yeah. 
you pulled a you pulled a me from the first five episodes. You usually go from from bottom to top, and I was oh my mistake. No, it's, I it's, it's all good. We, it's uh, but like I was definitely I was like wait I was like I was listening to you and I was like wait a minute what I was like is your number one going to be the crush what the hell? <laughs> no it's all good but, yeah no um yeah my movies uh, starting from the bottom um yeah would be the crush um yeah like it's we we've sort of aired our grievances with it already yeah. um and then did i say that i that the only day that i could rewatch the crush was on valentine's day <laughs> <laughs> you can't mention this it's your new that's the only day i could fit it into my schedule <laughs> unfortunate way to spend the evening <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, please ben continue no, okay. and then, yeah and then obviously these top four are like much much closer than the than, <laughs> than the crush but um, i would think i would have um in the line of duty um and then uh the good boy or the good son um and then jurassic park with demo man at the top a uh, demolition man at the top um both those wow, two are, both those two are just great um yeah, I think just I think uh, Demolition Man was just like a lot funnier for me, which is like that. Uh, no, that yeah. that rules. I'm, I'm yeah, that rules. Yeah, and then Kenny, how do you, how did your movies stack up? Uh yeah. So uh, the crush at the bottom, just bad, 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 very bad. <laughs> um, yeah. Then above that, the Good Son, which again I enjoyed, but just doesn't have as much of the thrills for me as like the three above it. <laughs> then above that, Demolition Man, just good, classic 90s action fun, just really, really, really good. Then above that, In the Line of Fire, like, yeah, I love it all, love Malkovich, love Clint Eastwood, like, grappling with stuff, like, just, re- just really, like, firecracker cra- thr- thriller stuff, and then number one, Jurassic Park which mm-hmm. just kind of thing where it's undeniable unless you find Demolition Man to be really, really funny, I guess, but... <laughs> I can't argue yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, it's... I know. I, I, I love the dinosaurs. Um, it's, a, it's a kid, like... I I mean, I don't know how often you got out to Drumheller or Ben, but as a kid, I've kind of been... I used to go to that dinosaur museum down down there all the time, and... Yeah, I oh, always yeah. love dinosaurs Super. and yeah, big dinosaur movie. So, but how do the villains stack up? Um, oh yeah, I can go. Is it? I I can oh, go first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so my uh, my villi list, um, yeah, has the um, has probably the crush at the bottom. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, Silverstone. Uh, doing her best but aside from the bees it's just a lot of stuff that i've seen before um and then above that one i would have uh, macaulay culkin the good son um the the bus the the crash is insane like tries to kill her his sister already killed like a baby um like jesus um but not a very good performance um and then above that i would put um the t-rex from jurassic park not on anything the t-rex did wrong just as we've talked about he's less of a villain uh, or sorry she's um less of a villain and more of like an anti-hero really 
Um, and that only gets more solidified um, in later uh, world-esque entries. Um, and then I would say with my top two, I would probably have... Um, I think I said in the line of duty before, but in the line of fire, you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the line of fire above um, demolition, man, um, just John Malkovich stealing the show. Wesley Snipes being a great chaotic energy throughout the whole movie. Um, I just think that uh, John Malkovich just edges it out by like a tiny bit. Um, maybe if Wesley Snipes tried to kill the president. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh. But how do your guys' villains stack up? Oh, yeah. Even you're the guest. You want to go? You go first. I'll go last. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, at the bottom, yeah, probably have Alicia Silverstone there. It's, you know, I think she's good. She does evil stuff, but just any action she takes can't be taught by kind of just the grossness of the film, really, and it's right. hard to hard to sort of supplant that. Um, then above that, it's the T Rex. It's like, yeah, it, it's scary, and it almost kills those kids, and it like chases the truck around, but you know, it saves the day in the end. And really, like, she she's just minding her business, like she's just doing kind of what comes comes naturally. And don't know how much we want to vilify that, then. Um, but that Mac- Macaulay Culkin's good son, like, you know, shot a dog pretty bad, caused a traffic jam, like, <laughs> just pretty bad, and Culkin, for any, like, limitations Culkin has, I do think the character is just really good and kind of really sinister and something, something I think you don't see as much in, in movies, which is, like, the evil kid. Um, yeah, and then above that, for top two, it's, it's tricky. Uh, I'm gonna have to ultimately give it to John Malkovich for In the Line of Fire, just because, you know, with Wesley Snipes just below him, they're, they're both villains who, like, really kind of steal the show, and I, uh, I think, you know, they're both, like, really entertaining, and, and both kind of, yeah, making a, a meal out of the stuff, but... I think, like, Ma- Malkovich just kind of edges Wesley Snipes out with his, you know, calm, measured tone and his, like, Malkovichness. As, as fun as it is to see, like, Snipes just ham it up on, like, Demolition Man. Um, yeah, so. Alright. At the bottom, the good son. Uh, really, I guess, out of spite more than anything, um, <laughs> putting him at the bottom. With, with peace and love <laughs> and then, uh, we have uh alicia silverstone up from that uh, just truly just barely making it uh out of the bottom slot and then we have the tyrannosaurus rex um good performance from that t-rex i think but uh as, as we've said she's more she's not that much of a villain in the grand scheme of things um, and then I am going to actually flip-flop from what you guys have done. I'm going to do John Malkovich in second and then Wesley Snipes at the top. And we're going to do that because I think that Malkovich is great. I think they're both really, really good. They elevate the movies that they're in. But I think that, that Wesley Snipes perfectly fits the movie that he's in. Whereas I think that 
Malkovich could give that performance in a different film and it'd be the same like level of good. Whereas I think that um, Snipes is perfectly matched to the movie that he is in. Um, so that's my reasoning. Okay. Oh. Yeah, interesting approach. Yeah. I oh, appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Well, that that about does it for Best vi- Villain 1994. Now we come to Recommendation of the Week, where everyone gets to recommend whatever they want. Um, Ethan, do you got a recommendation this week? Um, well, uh, I mean, you can listen to my podcast, of course. Um, I don't know. There's that a flex section later. I, I'm just going to, I mean, I would, I would recommend that as well. Uh, you know, just, just putting that out there for the people um i would recommend the film uh in theaters now probably maybe still by the time that you hear this is uh death on the nile great time at the movie theater uh movies are back um at just a huge uh like company movie company just wasting money on something that people won't see <laughs> um, which is a, a genre that i love and i really enjoyed my time watching that film so that's going to be my plug of the week baby the nile who stars in that uh, kenneth brana as poirot and that's the only person in the film <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah yeah uh, ben what do you got this week um, yeah, uh, people may not have heard of this. There's a show called The Walking Dead, uh, <laughs> on Netflix right now. Um, I'm three episodes in and it's been really good. I'm sure it only gets better from here. Um, yeah, no, uh, give that first episode a watch. Um, I think I've said this before where like, I feel like there are certain things that I think everyone knows are like really good. Uh, but you kind of just need that one extra like recommendation or push to watch it and let me be that for you for the walking dead season one um if if uh if i like it and my media uh literacy is so good that i thought that wade knight was just trying to upgrade his whipped cream maker you know it must be great (laughs) um Uh, and I, I will likely throughout this podcast be be slowly um, giving my takes on Walking Dead whenever I see a, a gap when I when I've sort of filled up more knowledge about it. But yeah, give that first season a watch. Unless the last three episodes are total crap, um, like it seems really good. <laughs> cool. Um. Yeah, and I will recommend. Um. Lately, I've been playing the game Earthbound on my Nintendo Switch with the vir- kind of virtual store. I'm sure there's also emulators and stuff, but like it's it, it's the game where Ness, classic Smash Brother fighter, comes from. Um, it's really good, really quirky, and for reasons that made sense at the time, I named every major character in my party and the dog Simon mm-hmm. after a, after this. A friend of mine in Ethan's, and it has only paid dividends and not been confusing to me at all that <laughs> all the major characters are named Simon. So, something too, like, even if you don't play that game, if you have any game where you can name your character, I implore you, consider naming everyone the same thing. Like, it's it's really go good. Off. Doesn't backfire at all. Um, 
I was a bit concerned when I learned all the battles were in first person and I wasn't able to tell. But then it turns out that there's like little cards that have your stats and that raises when it's your turn. So you're like, okay, I know which Simon is going. Um, so yeah, that's what I got. Uh, Ethan, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Is there anything you'd like to plug at this time? Yeah, li- li- listen to my podcast. There, I got it in. <laughs> uh, heavy Metal this is the name of the podcast. M-E-D-D-L-E. It is a Scooby-Doo podcast. Uh, these two guys were just on the show for the Valentine's special, which was a great experience talking with both of you fellows about a very silly episode of Scooby-Doo. Um, it is a weekly show where each week we cover a different episode of scooby-doo and uh the guest chair rotates but i am always there as the host um and what yeah, a novel people, concept <laughs> yep yep some people who have been on this show have guested on that show you know so give it a listen it's a it's a fun time yeah de- definitely uh ben what do you got yeah um so yeah, I have a, a Twitter, an Instagram, and a TikTok, and I, I, I realize that I actually link all of that in my bio of my Twitter, so I think I'm just going to plug my Twitter, and then you can you can scavenge your way from there. Um, my Twitter is uh, at GAKGAK, uh, G-H-A-K-G-H-A-K, um, and in that bio you can find links to my Instagram, um, where I've been doing uh, daily posts, one drawing and one photo of me in the gym. Um, ignore the last four days where I was in BC. Um, and then also my TikTok, where I will sometimes post like little things I do, probably in relation to the Instagram posts. Um, you can also get spoilers for um, th- uh, thumbs of, pre- of seasons to come, maybe, whenever they do. <laughs> um. Yeah, if, yeah. if you're to go on today, you could see a preview of the best villain artwork that now everyone's very familiar with. Um, classic iconic yeah. <laughs> looks really good um yeah so you can find me on twitter at like a wolverine you can find me on letterbox also like a wolverine where you can find a list of movies that we'll be covering for the best villain season and other things um you can find the pod can be found on twitter at gold popcorn pod or instagram at past the golden popcorn and you can email us at pastagoldenpopcorn at gmail.com. So once you hear that in the line of fire segment, you're like, where do I complain about this? Yeah, just email us or DM us. We'll, we'll respond. Um, our show's theme song is by Matt Samard. It's maybe new at this point. Maybe it's just a regular one with spooky sound effects because when I last ta- talked to him, him he had... You know, he, he had a bit of writer's block, and look, he doesn't char- charge us for his for his stuff, so I'm not going to, like, push him to meet any kind of deadline. It's, if we get something new, that's great. If not, the old theme is also good. Um, <laughs> and, Matt's, and Matt has a SoundCloud that I was going to start plugging, then uh, I forgot, but listen to the best sandwich episode and go to plugs and get to that itself it's mini something just like like the mouse um (laughs) that's a good plug for my good friend um ben does the art yeah it's he always does a good does a good job um if you like this pod tell your friends rate review subscribe on your 
podcast app of choice. And yeah, and then tune in next week for Best vill- Villain 1995. Yeah, 95. Uh, we'll have another returning guest, and we'll be covering another yeah, col- collection of films with some pretty, yeah, another pretty stacked year. And then disclosure. Um, but for the for 1995, the nominees are Tom Cruise in Interview with the Vampire, Jeremy Irons in The Lion King, Tommy Lee Jones in Blown Away, Demi Moore in Disclosure, and the winner, Dennis Hopper in Speed. So hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, um, Speed did win. Did Speed win the Kiss category as well? Yeah, yeah. Speed won the Kiss category as well. It. It got nominated nine times yeah, in that category, the and one. the only film in MTV Movie Award history that's beaten it is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Yeah, huh. I think yeah. F- oh, they're gone. Yeah, well, it's just a fun bit of trivia that happened. But... I think that it'll probably be our first um our first dual movie winner. Which yeah. Is yeah, and then Blown Away is going to be a return to one of our favorite topic favorite topics on this podcast the irish so look forward to that oh i can't wait just you wait until you hear the accent tommy lee jones who just this year was in the fugitive where he like gets either gets nominated or wins the academy award just wait till you see what like he's doing in like blown away it's insane um and also i think we're, we're covering our Am I crazy? I think our first, like, non-host choice animated movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah no Breaking the Barriers. Animated, <laughs> animated characters uh, Clearly, kiss. you've never seen Shrek Forever After. So. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah, but, but even thanks for listening. Can't wait for your fourth appearance. Um, of course. Yeah, I'll be back next week, I think. <laughs> I have to tell the narrator that. But just, yeah. yeah, but... This was a, a great time. Thank you so much for having me back. <clears throat> yeah, thanks for being back, and thanks everyone for listening, and you know, keep passing that golden popcorn, and ju- just uh, just remember, um, joking about presidential assassinations is a lot more fun than a presidential assassination. Exactly. <laughs> I think that saved it. We're uncancelled. We did it. Uh, uh, Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. This movie is about killing the president. Um, Yeah. uh, Really good idea, I think, 